0: Welcome to the Empowerment Training Centre Coaches Corner, an inside look at the Midlands Best Private Exercise Facility. In today's episode, we're going to topically discuss how best to start 2023 and how we have started this year with our members and our coaching team at the Empowerment Training Centre. Today, I am joined by somebody who is part of the furniture, the resident clean freak it is Mr Jack Collins. Hello everyone how are you doing today? They can't apply because it's a podcast so that was more of a rhetorical <laughs> question but that's okay. Um, we hope, we do hope you are, are well low on this cloudy winter's afternoon. Now there's so much to talk about today uh, we're going to try and cram it in to your commuter journey obviously you're coming or leaving ETC whilst listening to this. Now, the question that's probably on everyone's mind is, what did Jack Collins have for breakfast? So, Jack, what did you have for breakfast?
1: Well, for my first breakfast, <laughs> I had two pieces of toast with jam on and a little bit of almond butter. What kind of bread? Uh, seeded. Oh. Seeded. Oh. Um, and then for my second breakfast, I had some oats, protein powder and
0: apple. Can we just point out that this apple was <laughs> this apple was microwaved. Jack Collins microwaved an apple. I don't know how you feel about this, but if there is the ability to leave a comment, I don't know how this works. If you <laughs> can comment, maybe you should comment on Jack Collins microwaving his apple. I believe that's Ali trying to get in the office as well, and he can't. Um, anyway, we can talk about Jack's diabolical microwaved apple, but we're going to get straight into it. Okay, so... There's lots and lots of things to discuss here. So we want to just kind of put this, this kind of broad question to you, Jack. Is like, what can our members, what can you, whoever is listening, what can they do to set themselves up for success in 2023? So when we
1: are looking at how you might want to go about setting yourself up for success in 2023, some things we're going to need to consider. You need to have a plan. Look at what you're going to be doing, when you're going to be doing it, and how you're going to be doing that. We're gonna be looking at lowering the bar for success, which we can talk about a little bit more in a little bit. We're gonna think about making it enjoyable, doing things that you actually want to do. Accountability. Why are you gonna do those things? What happens when it becomes a little bit more challenging? Who is gonna help you stay accountable to the things that you've set out to do? Perhaps even looking at getting some help, hiring a professional. We can talk about what that might look like. And then also something that is going to be quite important is I'm going to be encouraging you to reflect on why you perhaps didn't do or haven't done what you set out to do last year or in previous years. And then looking at some things to consider after that to help you um, make the best of 2023.
0: Oh, very exciting. So there's definitely lots of things that we can talk about, which is, uh, and we're going to get straight into it. So you mentioned about like having a plan. Like And you, this is coming from probably one of the most disorganized people ever who doesn't, like, doesn't really have a plan when it comes to training. But now that I'm thinking about it, I actually do have a plan. But just talk to me a little bit about like w- what do you mean by having a plan? Do you mean like diarizing everything and scheduling every workout? What, what do you mean? When we talk about having a plan broadly and simply, we're
1: just going to look at it as what are you actually going to do? What do you need to do to get to where you want to be? So what are you going to do? You're going to go to the gym? Are you going to run? Are you going to, whatever are you going to do or do you think you need to do to get to your goal? Cool. Once you've got that, when are you going to do that thing? Are you going to do it every day, twice a week? Are you going to do it on a Monday, on a Friday? When are you going to do those things? What do you need to do to be able to do that thing? So if, for example, you're going to meal prep on a Sunday, well, cool, you need to have gone to the supermarket and bought the food in order to be able to cook the food when you want to make it, in order to have the food ready to eat when you need to eat it. So it's looking at what you need to do, and then what do you need to do in order to be able to
0: do those things when you want to do it, having a plan. And that's a really good point, I'm just going to interject there, because what you are saying links really well it's like, like the analogy of like oh like how do you get up first thing in the morning well it's actually not about getting up first thing in the morning the thing isn't about getting up necessarily it's what do i need to do to allow myself to get up so i'm not absolutely knackered. well i need to make sure that i go to bed at a reasonable time um i could leave my phone outside of the bedroom so i'm not going on I tiktok was, i was trying TikTok. to say do you scroll on tiktok yeah, you scroll like Instagram. Yeah. Okay, I, don't, I, I don't, have TikTok, don't have TikTok. I don't have TikTok either. Yeah, but so you scroll on Instagram and, and distracting yourself. That's keeping you awake till midnight. So it's going to make it really, really, really hard for you to get up at five, six in the morning and come and do an ETC session or, or something along those lines. So it's like, how can you make the thing that you're trying to do as easy as possible? Well, if you're going to meal prep, which not, not everyone has to do, but what things need to happen before that to make the meal prep as easy as possible? Because, you know, most of us are, are busy, have like all different kinds of things going on. So not all of this is, it's is harder for some people. But what you're saying is, what you mean by having a plan is what you need to do to allow you to do the thing that you actually need to do to get you to the results that you want. Exactly. Boo. I like that. Cool. Nailed it. Right, so lowering the bar for success. Now, I feel like lowering the bar for success is kind of the opposite of what we want to be doing. We should be setting the bar high, right? Surely we should be one to set the bar high, Jack.
1: So when we talk about lowering the bar for success, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't aim high and you shouldn't aim to do things that push you and demand more out of you. But when it comes to making something actually achievable and encouraging you to stay consistent and actually keep striving to do that thing, lowering the bar for success and allowing you to achieve things becomes really important. So let's say, for example, if you set the goal of running 10K every day right now, but you have never run before, it's highly unlikely that you're going to be able to stick to that thing for a long period of time versus if we lower the barrier for entry and lower the bar for success and we go, right, okay, well, success is putting on my running shoes and that's it. Well, that's potentially more than you've been doing now and you've now achieved something and that thing is then going to inspire you to do more. You're like, cool, well, today I put my running shoes on and then I went out for a five-minute walk. Cool, I've now achieved something and done something positive that's going to help me get to where I want to be. And then what that will then encourage you to do is, oh, cool, well, then I'm going to put my running shoes on and I'm going to walk for 10 minutes. And then I might run for five minutes and walk for five minutes and you're gonna progressively do more because you're achieving something.
0: And also we like adults are just big kids, aren't we? Like we think like kids are stupid. Like as adults we're like, oh, kids are so stupid. But like we're like just big kids and most people don't have a clue what they're really doing. So when you mean by lowering the bar for success? What you're trying to do is remove any friction or making it as easy to achieve as possible to then help you to set yourself up for like higher levels of success because everyone can go and put their running shoes on. It's not hard whereas the the thought of running 10k might seem impossible or very very difficult and if you don't then achieve that running of the 10k, you might be like well, what's the point? I can't do it. I'm useless and I'm just the words in which I say it to myself, I'm just reaffirming in my own mind that I'm a fat lazy piece of crap who can't run. And then you're like, oh yeah, I knew I couldn't do that. Therefore I'm rubbish and lazy. But really if we lower the bar for success and we go, hey, I've done that thing, I put my shoes on, I walk for 10 minutes, I'm the best. We're just switching the context of what we believe or what we are defining success as and therefore we're achieving and therefore we'll continue to achieve and do more and more as we grow and get better. I like that. That's a good, uh, a good little thing to always consider. When you can't be bothered to go up to the gym, go and put your gym clothes on. And sit in the living room. And then when you've got your gym clothes on, you'll be like, right, I might as well go to the gym and train and see the amazing coaching team. Yeah. So the next thing you said about is on making it enjoyable. Now, I actually hate training, it's not very fun. And you cannot tell me, you cannot look me in the eye, Jack Collins, and say that you enjoyed two minutes on, two minutes off, max effort war balls the other day. So making it enjoyable, I don't understand.
1: Yeah, so I think that there's two things that you said. That I think, firstly, like just touching on like this the topic of making it enjoyable, like doing something that you enjoy, and you might not know what that is yet, and that's okay. But
0: but it certainly isn't war (laughs) balls.
1: But if you're doing something that you enjoy, you're going to be much more likely to stick to it because it will require less conscious effort and less motivation for you to go and do that thing. Because if you're looking forward to it, then you're going to go and do it because you get enjoyment and you get positive feelings from thinking about and doing that thing. Versus, if for example, you hate running, if the thought of running actually makes you like die a little bit inside, then even if you start doing that thing, as soon as it starts to become a little bit challenging, perhaps it's raining, it's cold. Like you're a little bit tired, you've had a busy day, whatever it might be, you're going to be so much more likely to not do that thing because you already don't enjoy it and you already don't have positive associations for that thing. Versus if you love yoga, for example, well, then you're already looking forward to doing that thing. And that just only increases the likelihood that you're going to go out of your way to do that thing and keep doing that thing consistently, even if you're a little bit tired. Even if you've had a busy day and you don't perhaps have as much time as you thought, you're going to go out of your way to still do that thing. And thus, you're going to get
0: more results over time because you're going to do it more consistently. You're going to keep showing up. Mm. So the better, And the better you get at that thing... Mm. Because we only, we only enjoy things that we're good at, right? Everybody who hates running, I hate running, it's the worst thing ever. It's because they aren't very good at running, usually. So if you can make it enjoyable, which is what we, you know, we talked about the programming last week. We try to make, you know, there's a balance between enjoyability and, and, and principle-based workouts. Like Some things just need to be fun to get people engaged. And just by doing something enjoyable, will help them get better. And if they get better, they'll start to like the thing. But my question to you, Jack, and I'm, going to kind of play devil's advocate <clears throat> did you enjoy those two minutes of maximum war balls for four sets in fact did you enjoy your six minutes of threshold training on the assault Bike yesterday <laughs> what you're doing it but you clearly don't enjoy it so why are you doing it
1: yeah exactly did in the moment
0: and throughout probably the
1: entirety of both of those training sessions uh did i enjoy any second of it no not at all um, and the thought of doing that thing now actively makes me not want to do that thing again. But that then kind of ties into another side of the the making it enjoyable is I enjoy that I enjoy the process of doing something challenging and getting the benefits of that thing. So when it comes to, when it comes to training and training for a competition, for example, then. The training itself is is really hard. It's sometimes even a little bit intimidating and makes you perhaps even feel a little bit anxious about doing it because you know it's going to be hard. You know it's going to hurt. You know you're not going to enjoy it. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's going to make you feel really tired, perhaps even a little bit sick. But I, we do it because we want the outcome. We want to be able to stand on the start line of that competition and be like, I have put in the work and I feel prepared and I feel good about myself that I've done those hard sessions. I pushed to do that extra few reps. I did that little bit of stretching when I felt tired and I couldn't be bothered to do it. I got up early to get my workout in before work because I knew I had a busy day, even if I was a little bit tired and I didn't want to. But the feeling that you get when you do those hard things and when you go out of your way to do something that is challenging, it is so rewarding and makes you feel good about yourself and that is going to be one of the main differentials between the people that achieve the things they want to achieve and perform how they want to perform and then the people that don't, is the people that go out of their way to do hard things and do the things that they know they need to do, even perhaps when sometimes they don't want to because it isn't convenient or it is hard.
0: And to, send it, to kind of come back about having a plan, one of the first, you know, topics that we we spoke about, because I don't really think I have a plan. But now that you've articulated, you know, making it enjoyable, but actually it doesn't need to be enjoyable. But the feeling of achieving things that you've worked hard for is enjoyable. That actually, I guess that kind of is my plan. Like my plan I probably wouldn't use the term plan, but I I want to feel good about myself. I want to look in the mirror and feel strong and healthy and climb some stairs or go for a hike and not feel like I want to spontaneously combust. Like for me, that is enjoyable. Like feeling good about myself, loving the skin that I'm in, allowing my body to do great things, that there has to be a trade-off. There has to be, you can't just have those things that you can't go and you know do a do a high Rocks or NFG or do a session and feel great about doing that thing if you haven't done the work. So I guess what you've always got to think about is when you are going through a workout and it's not enjoyable. Think about your plan. Like, what is your bigger picture? Why are you even doing that thing? And you know, we talk, we talk about, uh, we talk about, we spoke about regret just before off air. <laughs> And we talked about like everything has a trade-off. It's like, well, do you want to regret um, not going to the gym or do you want to regret um, feeling overweight and not feeling like you've prepared enough for a certain thing or you want to go on holiday and not feel like you've done enough? There's two different options here. And which one do you want to favor most? Do you want to regret like doing the workout, not doing the workout or not feeling the benefits of doing that workout? So, yeah, I like how we've kind of tied that together quite nicely and without rehearsal that we... The plan is just to think about what you actually want, to help you stay motivated, which is enjoyable, but not enjoyable, and doing things bit by bit, which coincides with lowering the bar for success. Maybe you can't run 10k, but turning up to run club, doing a session, all these little things, you're lowering the bar for success to help you achieve the bigger success, which might be the plan or something that you want to achieve this year. That kind of ties us quite nicely onto our next topic, something that you talked about and something that I wholeheartedly believe in, which is the reason why I have my own coach. I, a professional coach, has their own coach to tell me to do stuff that I don't want to do. So accountability. Talk to me a little bit about accountability and what you mean and why this will help you set up a success in 2023.
1: Accountability can be looked at in, in a few different ways, um, but broadly, in the context that we're looking at today is someone or something holding you accountable to the things that you said you were going to do in order to achieve the things that you said you wanted to achieve. For example, if you have said that you want to lose weight, well then the things that you need to do in order to help you lose weight, exercise, looking at what you're eating, how you're sleeping, all those kind of different things that go into helping you manage your weight. Will then put someone or something holding you accountable to doing those things, such as if you have a coach or someone that's helping you with your nutrition, or they're going to check in with you and they're going to be like, Hey, how have things gone this week? Have you prepared those meals that you said you were going to prepare? If not, why not? Having that accountability, you know that you are going to have that conversation. So, it makes you think about well well if i don't do those things they're going to ask me why i haven't done those things and i'm not going to be able to put my head in the sand if no one el- if no one was there because that's kind of what we'll do it's like if if we haven't communicated what we want to achieve with someone then no one's going to be there to ask you why you haven't done those things so you can just not do them when it gets a little bit hard for example, you're a little bit tired, you don't have as much time, you're a little bit stressed, whatever it might be. And that can then also come into like your, your training, your exercise. At ETC, you obviously have to book into a class. So when you book onto your session, your name is then on the register. Us, the coaching team, can see that you've registered for that session. And we can see if you unregister for that session, whether that's a late cancel, for example, last minute or in advance. And if you don't show up, well, we're going to call you and we're going to be like, hey, John, where were you today? You know, you were on the register for that session and we didn't see you. Is everything okay? Um, And it's not just about uh, a cooter, as we might say, ETC, a little bit of a kick up the arse. It's just sometimes a check-in just to be like, hey, are you okay? Um, But if you have got that someone that is looking out for you and wants the best for you and is going to you know, ask you the challenging questions and is going to keep you accountable to the things that you've said you wanted to achieve and help you also when things do get tough. That's another element to accountability. It's not just that kick up the ass. It can also be about, you know, helping you navigate those tricky situations. When it gets hard, you perhaps can't stick to your plan 100%. And this kind of ties into that, the having a plan thing, like having a backup plan Like, life is going to happen. Like, things aren't going to go 100% according to plan all of the time. What do you do then? Well, then that's when that person that's providing you that little bit of accountability can help you overcome those things. Whether that is a coach or it could be a friend, your partner, an app. Like, there's so many different variations when it comes to accountability. It doesn't just have to be a coach or a gym. It can be your friend, your partner, your family whatever it might be.
0: So you could say like accountability is essentially somebody to lean on um, when times get hard, because if you could just do it yourself, you would just do it by yourself. Like what, what's important that I feel like I need to get off, my, get off my chest is accountability doesn't mean responsibility. Like we, I think we do a pretty good job of holding people accountable who want to be held accountable. But with that takes amount of raw honesty. Because if you, we can only ask you how you've done and where you've been, etc. But you have to be honest with yourself to say, look, I'm really struggling or oh, I found, I'm finding this really hard. It's really easy, and I say this all the time, it's really easy to point the finger out than to point the finger in. Like, oh, hey, I'm just wondering, like, how's it going? Where have you been? Ah, oh, well, no one rang me last week and therefore it's your fault why I've not been in. It's like, okay, well, actually, it's your Responsibility to reach out to us if you need help. We want to help you, but you also have to be honest with us. And I come across so many people in my life—not so much at ETC. We've got a pretty good bunch, but people who just blame other people for the reasons why they aren't achieving anything, or they they don't like themselves, or they aren't unable to stick to a plan. I guess that the the role of a coach is to figure out where the problems are and help reduce them as much as possible and be able to allow them to lean on you for support and if we are to kind of ask where they are or how they're doing or what they need from us we kind of need a, a bit of reciprocity we need them to like actually be honest with us and and, and help us like for me my coach johnny like holds me accountable because i pay him a, a fair amount of money and he just tells me what i need to do and I make sure that it gets done and that's i'm at that stage in my life now that as much as i love the bits with Johnny, I don't really need to talk to him very often. I just, just tell me what I need to do, and I'll just do it. And it just for me, it's like not that I can't program, it's just like the peace of mind. I don't need to think about it, I just need to do the thing, which is kind of what we have at ETC. People just need to turn up, do the thing, and be honest. And if, if I've been poorly, I'll be honest with Johnny, and he'll adapt my training sessions. Or I've got a bad knee, I don't know if you have heard about that. Uh, he'll <laughs> adapt my training so I can help myself get better. So, I guess accountability kind of ties into hiring a professional and again i use this example i use this example all the time not that i want to keep talking like having an accountant like he i have an accountant who's a professional like and i could figure out how to do all my accounts and do all those things that's fine but it takes me loads of time and if i just hire a professional it saves me loads of brain capacity and you know that comes in lim- that's limited amounts and it just allows things to be done in a way that is good and easy for me to achieve better results because just he just does that thing. We are the people that do that thing for our members to manage all their training volume, manage their training intensity, help them with their nutrition, guide them, have a, a shoulder to lean on. And, yeah, ultimately, I guess we just want people to, to use us and be honest with themselves and, and truly help themselves. Whew.
1: <laughs> Yeah, and exactly. And like that that obviously ties into our into our next point that we're going to talk about, as you said they're like hiring a professional. Like kind of Tim used the accountant example there, but like there's so many different things you can apply this to. Like if you wanted to to build a house, you would hire a good builder. If you wanted to fix your car, you would hire a mechanic who knows about cars more than you. If you wanted to maximize your business, you would hire someone to help you with your marketing and branding and things like that. So why, when it comes to your health and fitness, wouldn't you consider doing the same? Now, this isn't necessarily for everyone. We obviously appreciate everyone has, you know, different levels of disposable income that they can give to something like this. And this isn't saying that you can't do it yourself. Um, But if you are unsure about what to do, or perhaps you've tried to do this on your own in the past and you haven't been successful then this could be something that could help you get started and again it doesn't have to be forever but just to give you some clarity perhaps a little bit of direction give you some some like basic knowledge to set you up for success and help you overcome some common pitfalls and some inevitable mistakes that people are going to make along the way. We've done the hard work for you. We've we've tried all the diets. We've done all the training programs. We've we've done it ourselves, and then we've gone and got the education, and now we understand why perhaps some things we've done in the past haven't worked. But now we have that information, and we can help you with that. And that again doesn't doesn't just have to be us. It doesn't have to be etc. It could be a personal trainer. It could be an app. It could be there's so many different options available for you out there now, but paying someone to help kind of give you that little bit of clarity and answer the questions that you might have to help remove that barrier of, oh, I don't know what to do, or, oh, my, my knee hurts, so I can't run, so I don't know what to do. Little things like that that are going to be barriers from stopping you doing the thing consistently over time and overcoming those little obstacles along the way which are inevitably going to crop up um I think is 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 really really important and could be really helpful for a lot of people um but again as I, as I said there like it doesn't have to be personal trainer three times a week for 600 pounds a month it doesn't have to be etc it could literally just be booking in a one-time consultation with someone that you know of that could be a personal trainer it could be us it could be someone that you follow on on social media and just getting a one-time communication with them just to answer some initial questions that you have and just to give you some like those first couple of steps to get you moving then you can think about the things that crop up later down the line but just to get you
0: started perhaps Cool. I think that's a good way to kind of wrap up this episode to just kind of come full circle. We we think that you should have a plan. You should lower the bar for success. You should make it enjoyable. You should be held accountable by someone who kind of knows what they're talking about. You may even want to hire a professional. Uh, But we're just going to finish on this last question, Jack. And if there was one thing that you believe would completely change people's 2023 Like, what would that one thing be to give them the best chance of success? Just start.
1: Don't don't wait for Monday. Don't wait for next month when you have a little bit more time or it's a little bit less cold. Don't wait until you have all of the answers to every question that you possibly have. Do what you can and do that to the best of your ability. And then over time, the rest will follow. You'll be able to do more as you go, but just start. Find one thing that you know you can do, do it, do it well, do it consistently, and then figure out the rest
0: as you go. Boom, and that's a great place to finish. So, you know, everybody, almost everybody can go for a walk, go for a walk, and, you know, I completely agree, Jack. I think it's a really valid point. Like, if everybody just did what they thought they should do to... To the best of their even limited knowledge and just did that thing consistently then the world would probably be in a better place on that note have a fantastic week um look forward to seeing you for the next episode of etc coaches corner peace out peace